0: So use my discoveries simply to spark your own, to learn, think, and grow in whatever direction that takes you. Today, I'm going to tell you the five best pieces of parenting advice I've gotten so far. These things, as everything else, don't just apply to parenting, but to other areas of your life. So if you're not a parent, keep listening and <laughs> you'll still find this relevant and applicable. I just wanted to give you a heads up that I do swear a couple times in this episode. So just keep that in mind if you have little ears around. Number one, there is no such thing as a parenting expert. This is advice from Brene Brown, and I really believe this to be true. <laughs> parenting expert is an oxymoron. No one really knows what they're doing. (laughs) It's the same in life. No one is an expert at life, although it seems like some people are because it seems like they always have their shit together. However, it's still shit and I guarantee you they still have issues that they don't have a flying fuck how to solve. Knowing this makes me feel better. Knowing that maybe my best is enough and that I'll still make mistakes and that's okay. Knowing that there's no expert in life and there's no parenting expert helps me to know that me having no idea what to do in some area of my parenting or my life just makes me human. And it doesn't mean there's something wrong with me or that I'm a bad person. In fact, it inspires self-compassion within For myself and others, which in the long run, isn't that something that does make you a great parent and person? Which brings me to my second point. A piece of advice I just got a couple of weeks ago from my sister when I asked her how she got her kids to brush their teeth. She said that when her kids were really little, sometimes they did, often they didn't. And so she told me number two, you have to do your best and worry less. Worrying won't change anything, as we all know, so that's not helpful. The best we can do is the best we can do. If we are truly doing the best we can, then I think that's amazing. And I don't mean that our children or ourselves should be limited by our knowledge and abilities. Often doing our best means going to someone else for help, going to someone else who has more knowledge, more ability, more time or whatever, and asking them to help us give ourselves or our children something that we cannot. Three, if you listen, your child will teach you how to be the parent they need. My psychologist taught me this one. It helped me to understand that going into parenting with a fixed idea of what I'm going to do in situations or how I'm going to correct my children or how I'm going to teach them will probably just cause me a lot of stress. Each child is different, right? And so I need to adjust accordingly and learn what I need to do to best support them specifically. How do they learn? What do they need to feel loved? how do they best understand things? There's more of this in my future. <laughs> but one thing so far is that I thought, well, Declan will absolutely know that he is loved. I'm going to give him all the kisses and cuddles he wants because that's what makes me feel loved. But he's not a super cuddly guy. It seems like what makes him feel loved and secure is when I sit down and and play with him. You want to interact with him and read him books or, you know, stuff like that. If you've read the five love languages, you know what I'm talking about. He's a quality time guy, not a physical touch guy. And so to be the best parent for him, if I want him to feel the most secure, I need to let go of the idea I had of what would make him feel that way and follow his lead. This applies to other relationships in our lives, too. Do we really listen to those closest to us? Do we study them and know how things affect them? What makes them feel secure? What makes them know you love and care about them? Do you explain things to them in a way that they understand? Number four, people will give you advice. Listen to them thank them, and then go do what you feel is best anyway. This is also from my sister. People dish out a lot of advice when it comes to parenting. Very heated and opinionated advice, actually. (laughs) Maybe you have someone in your life that does the same thing. It's easy to get angry when someone offers unasked for advice. We might feel like They're saying that we can't figure it out for ourselves, or we're dumb because we haven't figured it out, and this is obviously what we should do, you know? But I find that when people give advice, they really just want to know that they're heard. And deep down, they really just want to help, which is awesome. So, what I do that really seems to work lately is to listen to what they have to say and thank them for sharing. I don't say I will do what they suggest. I don't say it's a good idea if I don't think it is. But, you know, I take into consideration what they say and then go and do what I think is best anyway and trust my discernment because I know myself and my family the best. This seems obvious, but, you know, sometimes it's really hard, like when we're not really sure what to do or when someone holds a lot of influence over us. In that case, I would probably go and seek advice from someone, but from someone I trust and someone who really knows me. Number five, you have to be what you want your children to be. I've heard this multiple different places and Declan isn't old enough for me to really put this into practice. So take this one with a grain of salt, (laughs) but it makes a lot of sense to me. The idea is that if we want our kids to be socially adept, for example, to be able to make conversation and navigate difficult ones, we can't just tell them to do that or even teach them how to do it. We have to be socially adept and learn ourselves how to navigate difficult conversations kids learn by who we are, not by what we say. I remember having a conversation a long time ago with my mom where I told her I really struggled with self-image and self-esteem. She was baffled because she said, but I always made sure to praise you and tell you when you did a great job, which is true. They did a really good job with that, my parents. But my mom herself, at the time, didn't have a strong self-esteem or self-image. And that's what I picked up on. Instead of learning, you know, self-esteem for myself, I learned that I should praise others. Because that's what my mom was living out. Does that make sense? It's ironic, isn't it? (laughs) Living out what we want our children to live out is much more difficult than just telling them what to do. It requires a lot of our work, and inner honesty, and courage to get out of your comfort zone. I believe this to be true about our influence in general. True leadership is going first. It's showing the way. How can I tell someone to do something I'm not willing to do? How could that carry any weight whatsoever? I, I believe that true leadership is living out what we believe, in and out of the home. And to illustrate that point, (laughs) I was talking to a couple of my girlfriends the other day because a couple of them have gotten tattoos and they haven't told their parents because, you know, they're afraid of what their parents will say. And I don't know. I, I understand why they don't at the same time, like their parents are going to find out anyways, at some point. And I know that their parents will love them regardless of whether they have tattoos or not. But um, my parents decided to come up. They're coming up tonight and I'm getting my first tattoo tomorrow. (laughs) And I was laughing with them because I said, of course, my parents are going to be in town when I'm getting my first tattoo. So I'm going to really have to actually put into practice... Um, these things that I've been telling you to be courageous and be honest to your parents, um, and trust that they're going to love you anyway. (laughs) And I'm going to have to put that into practice and walk my talk tomorrow. But I, you know, I believe that that's the right thing to do. Like, I can't tell them to do that and then, you know, be scared and keep it a secret from my parents Like like that doesn't hold any weight, right? So yeah, so I'm going to have to walk my talk and we'll see how that goes. But that's a good example I think of. That's a good non-parenting example, I think, of making sure that we are living out what we would encourage in other people. So that's my five parenting lessons that I can share with you so far. And I hope you have a wonderfully messy and beautiful and courageous week. This is Phoebe. Thank you for listening to my messy lessons. If you'd like to continue this discussion, visit my Facebook group called My Messy Lessons, The Community, and ask to be accepted into it. I would love to hear about your experiences or questions on these subjects. If you like this podcast and want to get each episode as it comes out, remember to hit the subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or would like to access the show notes, please visit my website at www.mymessy.com. The intro and closing music is Never Back Down by Floor Broad. See you next week. And remember, we're all messy. That's what makes us beautiful.